When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCP and UDP are communication protocols that allows us to send and receive data in a network. We have both guys for a reason and good reasons. And uh, because each one of these two protocols have advantages and disadvantages, right? In this video, we will talk about these two protocols, their pros, their cons, and we will write a TCP server and a UDP server using Node.js. So at the end of this video, you'll learn actually how to build a TCP server or a UDP server. So you can build that and, and build your own app that communicate over TCP and UDP based on really your application and what, you're, what you are trying to do. This is coming up. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Hussein, and in this channel, we discuss all sorts of software engineering topic by example uh, so if you want to become a better software engineer consider subscribing and check out the other content in this channel with that said let's just jump into the video guys so the first thing we're gonna do here is we're gonna go through what we're gonna uh, talk about right guys so we're gonna talk about the tcp pros and cons we're gonna explain what tcp is gonna talk about the pros and cons and then we're going to show you a TCP code example using Node.js as the server. We're going to build our, our own code. And just Telnet, you guys might be familiar with Telnet, which is like almost like a built-in uh, client in, in Windows and Mac and Linux. You can just download it and use it, right? This is allow you to create a TCP connections, right? Because I don't want to create a Node.js client TCP. I right? just like, why write code to show you the example of something we have already uh, there? Then we're going to talk about UDP, the pros and cons of that. Then we're going to talk about, uh, show you the UDP code example, building a UDP Node.js server, JavaScript, obviously. Beautiful, beautiful language. And show you the NC client, which is also available, I think, in, in Mac by default. I don't think I installed it. It just came in my with my Mac. All right, that's it. Let's just jump into the video, guys. So the first thing we're going to do here, I really, 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 Highly recommend that you watch the video that I made on OSI model, which is the Opel standard uh, uh, model, which which tells you these seven layers of networking, right? And uh, I'm gonna reference that video here. It will tell you exactly how with, we showed with example, we showed all this, whatever you see here, we actually dissected that and demystified all of that. Hope you enjoy it. Ch check it out before you check it out. I really recommend it. If you if you already know that, you can just jump in that. And UDP and TCP is actually a layer four transport protocol. This is the transport protocol and they live right here. So the, before I jump, I really need to explain to you just at least two pieces of information here, the IP address and the port. And um, let's go to the IP address. Each machine, each even, uh, if you think about it, each VM virtual machine, if you go all the way down, each container can have their own IP address within a network and that ip address uh for simplicity let's just say a machine right each machine has an ip address and that ip address is the address of that machine this is how you address that machine but there are 
thousands of applications running in that machine. So that's why we need an, a further discriminator to tell us, hey, this application is that application. How do you do that? This is using the port. So port, application, and IP, right? To identify application, you need two pieces of information, the IP address and port. And that's, if you're familiar with connections and all that stuff and TCP, you know that you have to specify the app, uh, the IP address, where you to connect to, and where eventually you're going, which application. 80 is HTTP server, 23 is SMTP, 20, uh, no, 25 is SMTP, 23, I think it's Telnet, and whatever, right? So all of these, uh, SSH and all that, stuff, all that stuff, there are built-in servers as well. All right, TCP stands for Transmission Control Protocol. And this protocol was designed to allow us to basically send information from one server to another server by specifying the IP address and the port. There is obviously a lot of benefits to this thing. And we're gonna go through the pros and cons of this thing. So let's start with the pros of this protocol. And what does it do? So we know what it does, right? It sends a message from one server to another server, and it is used by a lot of uh, applications, right? HTTP uses the browser is under the need the the vehicle, if you will, right? Emphasis on the edge, the vehicle, right? Of the HTTP is actually underneath is actually a TCP because. Uh, there are reasons for that. Okay, and uh, databases uses TCP all the time, right? There are cases where UDP is used, but we're going to talk about that. Okay, so the, what is the pros of this thing? What are the benefits? The first thing is acknowledgement. So you know, guys, the internet, right? There are wires all over the under the oceans, and and there there is obviously unreliability involved with the internet when you send information. So there is obviously, if you send it using fiber optics or electric signals, you can, this thing is nature, right? You're going to lose this information for any reason, right? A shark bites into, a, into the wire or, or cosmic rays will send some magnetic field and just loses your, uh, your, your, <laughs> your data, right? So we cannot really rely on that. So we need some sort of acknowledgement that, hey, I sent you a message. Please tell me if you received it. So TCP has built in stuff for that and in order to implement that it adds additional stuff to the message that is getting sent it has to because otherwise how does it know right so it's keep adding information on this and the message like a sequence to say hey i the server i sent you a message hello and the tag it with one and the server response is i received one and so on right so you can see the acknowledgement if the serve if the client didn't receive the acknowledgement it doesn't trust that this takes us to the next point which is the guaranteed delivery so because if if we don't receive acknowledgement the transmission control protocol will says hey i did not receive acknowledgement i'm gonna resend this thing again so it has this retransmission thing where it sends the data again and again even if uh, if it doesn't, unless it, un, until it knows that I have received that packet, I have received this information, I, I know that the server got it, okay? So it has guaranteed delivery. If the server did not receive the acknowledgement or it was corrupted for a reason, sometimes the bits do arrive, the packet does arrive, but the flips, like one is zero and zero is one and your hello message is essentially something else now, okay? 
you don't want to you want you don't want to do that that's why you have guaranteed delivery okay and you can start thinking oh my god tcp does freight transmission isn't that slow well it is but there is always trade-off guys you have to do in software engineering connection based so uh, take this with a grain of salt guys so i put this connection based in pros but might as well it could be a cons but let's just leave it there connection based tcp is a connection based and that means that the client and the server the communication the, to communicate with each other they need to first establish a unique connection between them so that means they have says hey i want to connect server says cool can you connect to me all right your ip is this you're in this subnet i think you're cool let's connect let's chat and then this there is back and forth and back and forth until a, 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 a stateful connection and and let's focus on the word stateful connection is maintained on both ends right so the process now holds information about this connection the server also holds information about this connection it needs to because how does how else does it know about the guaranteed delivery how else does it know about the acknowledgement how does it know that hey this is my client i need to serve it i need to make sure that I send the information and this this goes back to one of the layers which is which is the session layer which makes sure that all of this information is delivered in a in a timely manner so connection based congestion control so internet there's a lot of packets going on right guys if, especially when you have fiber optics or electric ethernet data you're sending data all over the internet what happened is sometimes the the packets will get delayed because there are a lot of people sending stuff and the servers get overwhelmed the routers get overwhelmed so tcp has this con congestion control feature where it says you know what it's like it's like putting like a hose of water and it's like flowing water and you're filling a balloon or something if you don't control that the balloon will pop up right because you're filling it with a lot of water so you need some sort of a congestion control that another example is i don't know if you drive on the 10 or the 91 on the highway in the u.s and there's this if you're entering the highway from an exit from an entrance right there's this small traffic lights there's like one car at a time right <laughs> where it's like it will, it, will, it will start with red and then will turn green for a second and then turns back to red and then that's this is called the congestion controls is this is just to control the traffic essentially and this is exactly the same thing we took it from the from the la traffic essentially right so LA traffic we we just stole the id and put it in tcp so so you go there and you love la traffic right so you go there you wait if there is if there is like a uh uh you can eat one car at a time essentially right so tcp control this congestion by if there is a lot of cars it will stop it will wait and it will send the data only when the network can handle it essentially so it's like almost like backflow kind of thing okay you can already say oh my god so all of this stuff is gonna be really slow because there's all this waiting what is going on guys I thought this thing is cool. This thing sucks, right? Ordered packets. So, same thing, right, guys? With conge conjection controls, 
some packets will race to the server some packets will reach before that you might send a packet first then you can even if you're sending especially a long text right and then this text obviously is gonna get chopped up we talked about this in the osi model video and then it's gonna get chopped up into smaller and smaller and smaller video uh, videos <laughs> smaller packets and these packets will get just delivered right but internet does not guarantee that you're gonna receive them in order obviously right because one package could go through china another package could go through i don't know through the pacific right so it doesn't doesn't really guarantee that this one packet will receive the room that's why tcp will order these packets so you can start thinking that tcp start adding all these headers on top of that stuff right so in order to order the packets start to label them hey okay come here you're your packet number seven, your packet number eight, your packet number nine, and so start ordering them back on the server when it receives them. So there's a lot of overhead, guys, but it's all good reasons. We need this stuff. We need it, but do I always need this stuff? Comes back to the cons. Take take the pros and just literally flip them, and it becomes cons, right? Larger packets, you can see, right? <laughs> Larger packets. I I have package for acknowledgement. I have. I have headers for guaranteed delivery, for connection. I have congestion control stuff. So I have order packets of yours. I think it's 20 bytes, but still, there's a lot of data. There is a lot of data that overhead. The TCP adds all of stuff on a simple message. Even if you send one byte, TCP has to add all that garbage just to ensure these features. These features. Let's turn this back. These features, right? So larger packets. Larger packets means more bandwidth. So if you're on a 3G or 2G network, tough luck using TCP, right? So it's, it will be really, really hard with, with, the, with more bandwidth because your packets are larger now, okay? Obviously, this is now less relevant if you have like 10 gigabits or 1 gigabit bandwidth. So obviously, use TCP if you want to. Slower than UDP, obviously, we talked about ordered packets, we talked about congestion control. All of this involved waiting. All of this stuff has waiting, guys. We're waiting all the time. We're waiting for acknowledgement. We're waiting for con congestion control. We're waiting for our packets to get ordered. Wow, there's a lot of work. We're waiting for guaranteed delivery because uh, I wanna make sure that our service, it's always waiting, 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 okay? So obviously it's gonna be slower than UDP, which we didn't discuss yet, okay? Stateful, all right, so we made a video, a very popular video, uh, the difference between stateful and stateless. I'm gonna reference it here, go check it out. But in a nutshell, if you wanna understand the difference between stateful and stateless in a connection-based system architecture, here's, here's, how you get, here's how you understand a stateful versus stateless. If you can, destroy your server and restart it or just restart the server shut it down and, shut, and restart it back and if you can do that if you can restart your server while the client is connected and have the client just resume their work normally without any workarounds then you're stateless okay all right let's repeat that if you can restart your server 
and the client is just connected and just can do their work normally without getting interrupted, then your, your system essentially is stateless or your server is stateless. And the reason is because you have a, you don't store information about the state that the client is currently in. Is the client connected? Is the client acknowledged? Is the client sent information? Did, there is the, there's no knowledge of this. But TCP is actually the, the opposite of that. It's stateful. It's fully stateful because the server carries information about the connection. The, the client carries information about the connection. You destroy the server or the client for that matter, or you just shut it down, that's it, the connection is closed. The, if the client tries to just send information immediately, it will fail, it will say, hey, server is out of reach or whatever, right? Obviously you're gonna say, hey, okay, I'm gonna reconnect. You can do that, but you lost the connection. If the client is in the middle of sending information and just like, the data is dead, that means you, you essentially lost that. Okay, so now it's like, some of you want to ask, I know this video is long, guys, but I, li I, like, I like to make videos to, to explain everything, guys. This is like, yeah, you can always skip and go for five minutes videos, which, which doesn't give you any information. But, but if you come here to this channel, I try to explain almost, I try at least, right? Uh, to, that's why my videos are essentially longer. But yeah, stateful. Essentially, uh, TCP is stateful because when you close that connection, that's it. Your connection is dead. You cannot just resume that easily, right? So you lose that. Plus, there's the, this is the second point is the server memory, okay? Even the client memory for that matter. But the server is more important. What does that mean? So another cons here is because of the statefulness, because of the connection base. That's why I didn't know where to put this connection base thingy, guys, right? Because of these two... The server has to stack up on these TCP connections. You have to allocate memory for each connection. Obviously, where does it put it otherwise? Does it put it on disk? No. Can't put it on CPU. Have to be put it on memory, right? And then obviously they have to do server has to listen on these things and keep checking them. Hey, did I receive stuff on it? Did I receive stuff on this port? Did I receive stuff on this port? Did I receive stuff from this connection? So there are, that's why there is a limit of number of connections you can you can make TCP connection you can make to a server because and that brings us to this point denial of service attack denial of service attack happens because uh, some tries to essentially establish connections to the server use TCP connections but it makes the server remember guys the waiting that the server does the guarantee delivery the con uh, the congestion control the order package all this stuff it it uses these features against the server it says okay i'm gonna send you a packet guess what but i am not gonna reply i am not gonna tell you if i if i if i am gonna acknowledge this message i'm not gonna guarantee any delivery that there is essentially a bad client that does op on it's a very low level client that does that it sends a connection request but it just just literally just turns around and create another connection and so the server keeps waiting for a second there is a timeout obviously after which the server gives up but do this million times your server will stack up on memory because of all these useless connections and you're gonna essentially die your server is just dead uh yahoo had got hit this in the early 2000s obviously web servers are much more smart right now long description of tcp versus udp 
But now let's get into demo. Let's show you some code guys. All right guys, so this code is a TCP server essentially. This is Node.js. I'm using Visual Studio Code. Don't worry, I'm gonna give you the code in the description below. So you don't have to literally write it, but essentially let's go through it line by line. This requires a package on the Node.js called net, and we use net to create a server. Obviously, we're gonna create a server. And then that server will give us a socket, and this is our connection, essentially. So that socket, once we connect, not, not once we connect, once we create our server and start, start listening to that, what we're gonna do is the moment a client connects to us, we're gonna send it back. We're gonna write back to the client the word hello. And we're gonna do this once. This is the, just when the client connects, okay? But then we're gonna do this. On data, that means if the server, if the client sends us more data, we're gonna call this function. And that function will receive the data and well, what does it do? It just prints it on here, literally. We're gonna put it in the debug console. Does that make sense? And obviously we're listening on a port called 8080 because we got, remember, IP address and port. Our IP address is 127.0.0.1. This is the loopback. I'm going to use that because we're on the same machine, but you get the idea. The port is 8080. That's my application. So I have a TCP server. Let's go ahead and run it. And after we're going to run it, we're going to go to the terminal and then connect to my server. Let's do that. How about that, guys? Debug. Start debugging. And then leave the string running. And then you can see we are now running, okay? And you can see it because the, see the debugger is not stopping because it's waiting for connection. And that's my point by the memory thing, right? Because it's like, we're waiting, we're waiting. We have a server that's constantly waiting for connection, okay? And that, now that we have a server on port 8080, let's go to the connection and use Telnet, which is like a built-in. I think if you don't have Telnet, just use brew and install if you, in case of Mac, and in case of Windows, you can, I think, install from the Windows feature. Telnet is right there. And then I'm gonna connect to 127.0.0.1, okay, which is my local machine, or you can use Hussein Mac, which is host name, the, my host name. And then port is 8080. And look at what will happen. This will say, trying 127 connected to localhost, and emphasis on the word connected. I am connection. This is a connection has been established. So whatever we talked about that, guys, acknowledgement and all that stuff and hey can i connect to you and all that jazz has has happened now and look at that guys hello we received the word hello from the server okay and i have put a breakpoint guys here that means essentially when when i send information we're gonna trip and stop the code here okay just to show you so i'm gonna so send something let's send the word hi enter Intel will actually trigger it. Look at that. We got a breakpoint. We got the word date. We got data. And essentially data is only sending on bytes. This is, this is the buffer. So we have four bytes. Why do we have four bytes? I sent two word, two letters, which is two bytes, right? So the word H, the word I, the word, <laughs> the letter H, the, the letter I, and then 13 and 10 is the carriage return, which is the enter. It's two bytes for some reason, I don't remember. Okay, but what I essentially does is do that, and then, hey, look at that. Hi. Dude, that feels like a horror movie right now.
is just missing the blinking cursor. Oh my god, I'm freaking out. Okay, imagine if you receive a high. <laughs> out, of, out of nowhere, high. That is so creepy. Jeez. Okay, alright, so you get the idea, right? Hi, let's do sup. We get sup. Okay, I'm not that as frightened with sup. This, cool, this guy's cool. Alright, and then you can send stuff, right? My name is Hussein. Alright. You can see, right? We get the idea. Now let's let's demonstrate what will happen if I d just kill the server, okay? If I kill the server, kill it. Go back to the client. What? Connection closed by foreign host. Host? By foreign host. These exotic foreign hosts, man. They keep closing these connections, man. Connection closed by foreign host. Okay, so now, okay, let, let's send some information. What? I just lost my stuff. I was in the middle of a connection. I just lost. That's the statefulness that we talked about, guys. Okay. All right. So that's that's the example of the TCP. Let's just jam, jump back into boring slides, guys. All right, guys. UDP. So for the UDP, which stands for User Datagram Protocol, I don't really know what it, what users really has to do with it here because TCP is also for designed for users. So tell me in the comment section below if you know because users the user thing is really really weird for me as a, as a, as an acronym here. So but essentially. What let's talk about the pros and the cons about this. I'm gonna start with essentially a negative thing here, where I'm gonna talk about the cons of this, which is exactly opposite of the TCP. I literally copied and pasted and flipped it. So let's start with the cons, guys. So the first thing is it has no acknowledgement. You send the data, you don't. The server does not tell you I received it or not, and the, the vice versa, obviously. Okay, so there is no acknowledgement. Send the data don't care that's it okay so just just like that it's just like things are a little faster but there's chances where you you might lose your data obviously there's no guaranteed delivery whatsoever guys you send the data there is no retransmission there is nothing you send the data that's it a reach to reach doesn't doesn't okay there is some information that the U, the udb packet adds on top of the message and then and that information is essentially uh, the uh, the CRC or the checksum essentially it does a quick checksum says I can only tell you hey server I can only tell you that this packet is bad or good and that's it you want me to drop it or do you want me to deliver it and tell you that it's bad and even that you can't really guarantee that it's really 100% good okay so no guaranteed delivery connectionless so because it is connectionless, again, this take this with a grain of salt. I don't know if this is like a, a, a pros or cons, but there is no physical connection. So you don't know your client and the client doesn't know your the server, essentially. There's no physical connection that tells you that, hey, I am connected to this thing. There's no trust. There's no security. There's nothing. Okay. And no congestion control. It will, the UDP will, if it receives packets, if it asks to be sent pa uh, packets or data, it will keep sending it. Traffic or no traffic, it doesn't care. So, no congestion control. Essentially, when UDP receives an information, 
it just it just sends it. It just sends the data. It doesn't care if there is traffic in the internet or not. It doesn't wait to to for the traffic to to clear or anything. It just drives and drives and drives. Okay, so it just literally just drives, and then you will get into this huge congestion as a result. Congestion, right? Because there is no control at all, right? Just send it. No ordered packets. Obviously, it's not going to order anything. It's if it if it's asked to send these five packets, it's going to send them, and it's going to the server going to receive them, but they will not be obviously ordered. It's the UDP will not take the hit to order these five packets. It's not it's not going to wait for all the packets to arrive in order to shuffle them. It's not going to add headers to sequence them and number them. It does not do any of that. Okay, and finally is actually the bad thing is security, and because there is no connection, right? Let's turn this back. There's no connection. The server doesn't really know who is this guy. It's just anyone can just jump in and if the port is open and then send you stuff. That is really bad, right? Because that's why a lot of firewalls just disables. UDP altogether because of this reason, right? Because there is no connection. I how can I trust you? I don't know who you are, but in the TCP there is a connection. It tells us at least okay. Tell me who you are. Where are you from? Which IP? Okay, you cool. You can connect. But UDP there is no connection. You don't establish connection. You don't tell me hey I want to connect. You just send me data. Okay. So a lot of people disable UDP for this reason because because you can literally. No connection, you know the port and IP, you just flood it with one gigs of data. Just flood. Okay, obviously you, you can implement some sort of a protection at the server level. Pros, guys, what is the pros? The pros is smaller packets because there is no acknowledgement, there is no guaranteed delivery, there is no connection, there is no conjunction, there is no order. It doesn't have to add all these headers that the TCP does to maintain all these features. Right? That's why you have smaller packets with UDP. And smaller packets will lead to less bandwidth. There's no data. There's, there's not much data to, to send around. So you can use it in low bandwidth uh, uh, areas, essentially. Especially games, uh, especially over uh, 3G or 2G or very weak network, uh, intermittent network. Some some game uh, system use UDP for this, and they implement essentially what is called reliable UDP, right? And they implement some of these stuff features on the higher level application that they are building on top of UDP. So, yeah, essentially they send a message and then they check it up higher up. Okay, so a lot of games use that actually, especially in China where where some some uh, in Philippines I think it's the 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 bandwidth is not that great. Uh, faster than TCP. Obviously, there's no waiting for conjunction control. There is no waiting for order packets. I know I'm not going to wait to order my packets. I'm just going to send it, right? So faster. I'm not going to wait for acknowledgement. Stateless. That's actually a good thing, right? And we talked about stateful and stateless uh, in, a, in a nutshell. But same thing. If you have a server that's running UDP, and you have a client sending information. If your server dies, 
right? And it came back up, all right? The ser- the client can just continue sending information. It doesn't because it doesn't need to connect. It doesn't tell you, hey, I am blah, I am this. You can trust me. Doesn't there, there's no all this nonsense that has to go in order to establish a connection. Obviously, guys, right? That's why you just blah, 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 right stateless. How about guys? We show you some example and we end this video. Let's jump into some code. All right, guys. So what you're seeing here is Node.js app that creates a socket, creates a server, and listens on port 8081. It's a UDP protocol here, okay? And what we're gonna do essentially is go through line by line, very simple. We're gonna require uh, the package that's called dgram, and then when we when we get that, we're gonna create a socket on UDP4, which is IPv4. There is UDP4 and UDP6 for those two uh, IP addresses systems so you can create a socket and then you create an event hey when i receive a message call this function please and just literally what this does like server got this message from this thing okay that's exactly what it does very simple stuff and obviously it binds the port 8081 to this socket so it keeps listening okay so similar thing nothing different we're still listening right but there there is no concept of connection and we're going to show that so we're listening to port 8081 i just immediately i'm not going to connect i'm just sending data how about we do that guys and here's go back to our terminal what we're going to do is we're going to print echo that's so hi right and then here's what, how, what here's how you essentially do it okay so echo hi we're gonna you know this pipe essentially what it does is takes this data and send it to whatever the the, the right hand side is what we're gonna send the high to is nc which stands for netcat and dash w this is optional if you want to but this essentially establish a timeout right i don't know why choose timeout there is one w in timeout they chose w instead of t for some reason okay timeout of one second after one second, give up. That's what it means, okay? But you, you can always, uh, you can remove that altogether if you want to. And send it to this server. Obviously, localhost. That's that's the 127001, same machine. And then the port 8081. Entire. Just like that. We got it, guys. We got the data. Let's capture. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. We got a message. Three bytes. Actually, more than that. So you can you can notice that the the UDP send makes uh, three bytes. The where TCP has four. Okay, the carriage return only has the ten, which is the enter, versus the TCP has both ten and thirteen, two bytes for the enter. So it's just like that. It's essentially an extra byte. Right, so this is the high, and what we're gonna do is just like let's make it to string and print it. And you can see that hey, I got high and I got it from 127.0.0.1, and this is the internal IP address of the client. Right, we talked about uh, the internal port and the external port, we talked about that in the, the client port essentially and the server port. We talked about that in the OSI model. Check that video out, guys. But essentially, guys, what I want to explain to you is. I can turn around and send another request here, say, 
for example, hello, okay, and then I get it. I can kill the server and then literally restart it, and the client can still communicate with me. That's the stateless part of this aspect, right? It is always the client doesn't keep information about the server and the server doesn't keep information of the client. It just receives stuff. It doesn't save anything in memory per se. It's just like literally take it and then does its thing and then discard it. Okay. All right, guys. That is all. That is literally all. What have we learned? All right, guys. What have we learned? We learned about the TCP and UDP. We learned about the pros and cons. We learned about, we show you an example on the TCP. We show you an example on UDB, we learn about the pros and cons of UDB, but in general, if you want to build an application, now you, you have all the tools, you know the difference between TCP and UDP, right guys? So because of that, you can build your application using any of those. If you are building a game, for instance, and that game uh, is, is designed for, let's say, uh, countries where it is very low bandwidth you can you can use the udp and build some sort of a check ups at the higher at, the, at your application to to essentially uh, protect against data loss and all that stuff but you get you can get use of the udp less bandwidth feature right because it doesn't have as much information right versus if you're building a, like a secure chatting app UDB will not work for you because your data will get received scrambled and plus you're sending in small information anyway. So you can use TCP for that. It's 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 really negligible the amount of headers that gets added. Especially for texting app, a lot of people just use just use TCP for that. Okay. And uh, video multimedia streaming, a lot of people uses UDP, especially because and and you you can even just tolerate loss of data you can tolerate bad packets receiving in videos because yeah what if a frame became just scrambled so what who cares right if a frame or two comes a scramble i can see still to see the video right yeah, as long as cuz you're sending a lot of data a lot of data with TCP means a lot of waiting, a lot of acknowledgement, a lot of congestion control, a lot of ordering. If you really don't care about these four features, just use the UDB. If you really care about this order delivery, like you can never use UDP with, uh, let's say, a database. Okay, it's just you're sending small packets of information. And uh, it's like a, the SQL statement, essentially. And you better get the correct result. You get better get it in order there, and you get better get it a, a small result. You, you you can usually get back small results, and then that result you get a render, and you do stuff with stuff with the database, right? So TCP is almost flavorful. I'm not saying that you cannot use UDP with database. You can, but you're gonna do a lot of heavy lifting on the server uh, at the application level, and. Uh, what else? UDB is used, by the way, for DNS, the dynamic name server. It uses UDB because it doesn't establish. It needs to be stateless. Sometimes the statelessness is very important, and you really need it. Sometimes that's why it's like uh, the scalability, especially for scalability, right? 
UDB is really scalable for state. I, we, this is information we didn't we didn't talk about, but UDB is scalable because you can literally have uh, seventy containers running UDPs, right? UDB servers, and then just round robin through them, and you can have applications serve these UDP because there's no connections, right? People clients can just connect, serve the request, and then disconnect. You don't, there is, there is no connection per se. Let's, let's remove that word connect there. But you can literally send information to the server without any connection per se. And that is powerful for horizontal scaling. Okay. So you can just duplicate the server and run a UDP server and just, just like that. That's why for gaming it's powerful, right? It's like a scaling. Just literally have another server and just, that's it. Boosh, done. You can, the client just, uh, connects to the other server and resumes its work, right? Because there's no state stored in these servers. All right, guys, I babbled a lot. I'm sorry. Hope I didn't bore you. If you reached until here, right, leave a comment, guys, and say, hey, I reached until the end. And that really means that you want to learn and you're really patient, right? And uh, thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. Give it a like. It really helps this channel grow. And uh, if you if you like this channel, consider checking out the other content in this channel. And I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome.